to News Kids. I'm Rose. And I'm Zara. And together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. Hi, it's Rose here. This week we're talking about Burns Night, Holocaust Memorial Day, the first transplant of a pig's heart into a human being and a new flying car. Hi, it's Louie here. This week was a fun week at school because we had our first Burns Night celebration. The Scottish National Holiday on the 25th of January each year celebrates the life and work of Robert Burns, a famous poet from Scotland who is known all over the world. Burns Night is often celebrated with a Burns Supper which usually includes haggis, neeps and tatties. Haggis is like a big, crumbly sausage filled with lots of different meats. Neeps are also known as Swedes, which is a bit like carrot. And, as you might have guessed, tatties are potatoes. I tried haggis last night at our school's Burns Night. It was quite nice, actually. Robert Burns was born on the 25th of January, 1759, in a village in Ayrshire in Scotland. He was born on a farm and as he grew up, he discovered a love of reading and writing. He published his first collection of poems in the summer of 1786, and after that, published many more famous poems, including To a Mouse, Address to a Haggis, Solocock Grace, and Old Lang Syne, which is famously turned into a song which is usually sung on New Year's Eve. Did you know Robert Burns loved haggis so much he ate it all the time, almost daily. He died in 1796, aged just 37 years old. However, he leaves behind a huge legacy and is considered to be Scotland's national poet. During a Burns night supper, Robert Burns' poetry is often recited and there is usually Scottish dancing too. It was really fun when we had Burns night at school. I enjoyed the dancing the most, and I can't wait to do it again next year. Hello, this is Zara. Did you know that the 27th of January is Holocaust Memorial Day? Holocaust Memorial Day is the day for everyone to remember the millions of people murdered in the Holocaust under Nazi persecution, and also in the genocides that followed in Cambodia, Rwanda, Bosnia and Darfur. So what was the Holocaust? Well, the Holocaust was a period in history between 1939 and 1945 when millions of Jewish men, women and children were murdered by Germany's Nazi party, led by Adolf Hitler. The Nazi party was a political party in Germany, established in 1919 in the aftermath of the First World War, when Germany, which lost the war, was struggling as a country. Many people were poor and there weren't enough jobs. People turned to the Nazis as they thought that they would bring change, but the Nazis were racist and believed that what they called their Aryan race was superior to everyone else. In 1921, Adolf Hitler became their leader, and in 1933, the Nazis won their German election, and Hitler started imposing Nazi values on all aspects of German life. The Holocaust was a process that started with discrimination against Jewish people 
and ended with millions of them being killed. The Nazis introduced laws that took away the rights of Jewish people. They also set up concentration camps where they could send people they believed to be enemies of the state to be imprisoned and forced to work. Some of the camps were work camps, others were extermination camps where the Nazis could kill people in great numbers. It was basically an attempt to murder all the Jewish people in Europe. The Nazis targeted anyone that they believed threatened their ideal of a pure Aryan race, including Roma, gypsies, disabled people, gay people, political opponents and others. The Holocaust was an example of genocide. Genocide is the deliberate killing of a large group of people, usually because they are certain nationality, race or religion. As soldiers fighting against Germany in World War II, Britain, the US, the Soviet Union and their allies made their way across areas of Europe controlled by the Nazis as they began to discover their camps. And as it became clear that the Nazis were going to be defeated, the Nazis tried to hide their crimes by destroying the camps. People who went in to free the camps have spoken of the absolutely horrific scenes that they came across. Life was very difficult for those freed from those camps, even after the end of the war, because of the horrific conditions that they had to endure. So every year on the 27th of January, which is the day that marks the liberation of the largest Nazi concentration camp, Auschwitz, in 1945, people will mark Holocaust Memorial Day. It is to remember the millions of victims of the Holocaust and also those that are being killed in other genocides, like that in Cambodia. From 1975 to 1979, when the Khmer Rouge imposed an extremist program to reconstruct Cambodia, and millions died from starvation and thousands were executed. All that in Rwanda in 1994, when about 1 million Tutsis and Hutus were murdered in 100 days, or that in Bosnia in 1995, when Bosnian Serb forces murdered around 8,000 Muslim men and boys. The day highlights how important it is to be tolerant of other people's beliefs and differences and not spread messages of hate. It is a day when we are reminded about what can happen when prejudice is left unchallenged. The Holocaust Memorial Day Trust which is a charity established and funded by the UK government, says that it is a day to work together to create a safer future. This year's theme is One Day, which has been chosen in the hope that there will be one day in the future with no genocide. Hi, it's Rose here. I was really interested last week to read the story about a US man who became the first person in the world to get a heart transplant from a genetically modified pig. David Bennett, who was 57 years old, was said to be doing well after the experimental seven-hour procedure in Baltimore. The transplant was considered the last hope of saving Mr Bennett's life, though it is not yet clear what his long-term chances of survival are. It was either die or do the transplant, Mr Bennett explained a day before the surgery. I know it's a shot in the dark, but it's my last choice, he said. Doctors at the University of Maryland Medical Center were granted a special permission by the US medical regulator to carry out the procedure on the basis that Mr. Bennett, who has terminal heart disease, would otherwise have died. He had been deemed ineligible for a human transplant, a decision that is often taken by doctors when the patient is in very poor health. 
The pig used in the transplant had been genetically modified to remove several genes that would have led to the organ being rejected by Mr. Bennett's body, according to media reports. For the medical team who carried out the transplant, it marks the culmination of years of research and could change lives around the world. Surgeon Bartley Griffith said the surgery would bring the world one step closer to solving the organ shortage crisis. Currently, 17 people die every day in the US waiting for a transplant, with more than 100,000 reportedly on the waiting list. Dr Christine Lau, Chair of the Department of Surgery at the University of Maryland School of Medicine, was in the operating theatre during the surgery. She said, People die all the time on the waiting list, waiting for organs. If we could use genetically engineered pig organs, they'd never have to wait. They could basically get an organ as they needed it. The possibility of using animal organs for so-called xenotransplantation to meet the demand has long been considered, and using pig heart valves is already common. In October 2021, surgeons in New York announced that they had successfully transplanted a pig's kidney into a person. At the time, the operation was the most advanced experiment in the field so far. Hello, this is Isa. Now, have you ever been stuck in a traffic jam and wished you could just jump or fly over it? Well, my news story for this week will definitely be an interest to you if you have. This week, a flying car that is capable of reaching speeds over 100 miles per hour, which is about 160 kilometers per hour, and altitude above 8,000 feet, which is about 2,500 meters, has been issued a certificate of airworthiness by the Slovak Transport Authority. The vehicle is a hybrid car aircraft called Aircar. It has a BMW engine and runs on normal petrol pump fuel. It can transform from car into aircraft in 2 minutes and 15 seconds. It takes off and lands like a normal plane and you need to have a pilot's license to fly it. Earlier this year, the flying car completed a flight between the international airports in Nitra and Bratislava in Slovakia and there are plans to fly to London from Paris in the near future too. The creator of the hybrid car, Professor Stefan Klein, said, Air car certification opens the door for mass production of very efficient flying cars. It is official and the final confirmation of our ability to change mid-distance travel forever. I would love to see this hybrid car in real life. Although I think I might be a little nervous getting into it. I expect it is going to be some time though before cars like this become common. That's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening.